Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Tamiris Maria Grossman, and this is the Mindfully Integrative Show. And today we have a wonderful mindful chat with this amazing mom woman runner, Louise Valentine, and her business is called Breaking Through Wellness, but she is a very avid wellness advocate, runner, um, health and fitness expert. And I can't wait for you to meet her. And she is also a veteran family. So uh, can't wait for you guys to learn more about her. So thank you so much, Louise, for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I really appreciate your time. And I want to know a little fun fact about you that people may not know. Um, so fun fact, it's kind of crazy. I did run 74 half marathons while pregnant. Wait, 74 door, like at the same, at the time? Um, I, it was over Here? the course of two pregnancies. Um, but yeah, oh I ran, I was coming off of a, a marathon that I had hit my goal time PR. And, you know, for my body to remain active in pregnancy, running a half marathon and slowing down the pace really was, was not that stressful. It was, my body was used to marathon training at a higher mm-hmm. level. So I just wanted to show that women can be very active and have a healthy fit pregnancy. And so I kind of came up with this mini goal and I ended up running through my pregnancies and had um, some great pregnancies as a, as a byproduct. Oh my God. That's so amazing. I've done um, two marathons and a couple of halves when I was younger and oh man, that, that they take dedication and time. They take so, but, but worth it though. That's awesome. That's really, I, I was just telling you before I need a, want to work myself up and my body into doing something again. <laughs> I mean, I definitely do fitness, but you know, to get myself more into that range. So, wow. 74. Oh my gosh. And then pregnant that's, you know what it is, is you're showing people that it's like, it's okay to be healthy. You know, everyone says you're supposed to just be like sitting on the couch, you know? And I, and I think that is just so wrong to be talking and saying that. And you're a perfect example of what people should be doing, not you know, as long as your body is allowing it. Yeah. It was, it was a mind body approach and, you know, going into my labor and delivery to know that my body had already worked with me through all of these different running, um, you know, challenges. It was, it was really like, my body knows what to do. We've been here. Like, I felt like I had run so many miles with my daughter and my son that like, we're going to get through this labor and delivery together. And it was really like this empowered mindset that came along with it. So I, I really encourage women to be active in pregnancy if, you know, working with their doctors, of course, yeah, of course work with yeah. my physicians, but, um, you know, your body's capable of amazing things, including a beautiful labor and delivery. So how is, yeah. So for you with the deliveries, were they pretty like, um, manageable for you because you've already, cause you had, you were physically very active. 
Yes. So my son did come early. I had, I did have to stop running. Um, and, and so I think that was a little bit of a trigger for my body. Uh, he ended up coming six weeks early. Um, but it was, it was a four hour labor and delivery. Um, I was not prepared for it. So I approached it with a little bit of fear. Um, so that one was a little painful, but with my daughter, I had a very different approach and, and I ended up delivering her within 11 minutes. I induced my own labor and it was just like the most beautiful uh, experience working. How did you induce it? Like you just with breathing, with just your own techniques. So I had done so many different miles in pregnancy that, um, I was very slow. Like I would typically run maybe like an eight minute mile. Um, on a casual run. And I went down to like 11, 12 minute miles at the end. But when my provider said, I was like, could I push pace and see if it induces labor? And she was like, okay, go ahead. And so I, I went down to a nine minute mile. I ran home, called my husband. I said, I think this is it. We got to the, to the, um, to the hospital and she popped out within 11 minutes. (laughs) And you didn't feel pain. What is it like for you, because you're so strong uh, down in your pelvic core and your body, were you just able to kind of get through that pain, pain moment? So I actually had done some mindfulness work That's great. Uh, just a little, a few times per week, but yeah. really is a physiologist, you know, reflecting on the fact that as a women, our body is made there. It's literally made to give birth. Right. Right. It's physically, physiologically designed for that. So like each contraction to not fear it would actually change the physiology in my body, the different hormones I was producing, I could remain relaxed and really just be like every, every time you have the contraction, it's like, my body was made to do this. My body was made to do this. And so I did share that with my, with my nurse. When, when I went into the hospital, I said, I want to be, I'm going to go on natural. I am going to deep breathe through it. I'm going to work with my body. And she was just like stroking my forehead. And she was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You're like, this year, like your daughter just dropped. She's like, and you just popped out your baby. And I was like, and it was beautiful. And so complete opposite of my son who I screamed through and feared and, you know, had all of the contractions and the, the yeah, yeah. hormones, but totally different with my daughter. That's really cool that you're able to have that one. I would say, unfortunately for me, my pregnancy was not a hundred percent, but I, I learned a lot from even for myself, uh, my health wise, I thought I was fully healthy and Hey, I learned another aspect of myself where I was like, Oh, I need to reevaluate. And, uh, as we talk about stuff like that, but I, I definitely learned from even my pregnancy. So, but I'm so glad you were able to kind of like have a, like a, almost like a, a, a change. So now you're probably even find it more beautiful or yeah, that's, that's great. Are you having more, you're not having any more children, are you? I'm sorry. No, no, we yeah, are. I know everybody asks me all the time. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Our bodies are amazing though. That's beautiful. You have two beautiful children and they're healthy, right? Yes, yes. That's the most important. So yeah. let's talk about you and your story. So obviously, you know, I say integrative health, but really a holistic overall approach to a conventional um, and way. And you are obviously very health conscious. So you've obviously been very healthy, but what made you kind of now you're a coach, a personal coach too. What has kind of made you like, what was in your life that transition? Cause you seem that you've always been pretty healthy. So overall from most people would think, okay, you're healthy. What changed your perspective? So I actually wasn't healthy growing up. I I struggled with like debilitating anxiety. Um, I missed like 64 days of my senior year of high school due to chronic illness, um, Mm -hmm. upper respiratory infections. Uh, My cycle as a female would come and go. 
since the age of 14. So there was a lot of um, hormonal imbalances in addition mm. to, to chronic disease just running rampant in my family. And so while I wanted to get healthy, I didn't really know the right ways to do it. So it is why I went into studying physiology, um, looking at health, nutrition, um, getting my master's in health. And it really has been this whole journey of, you know, how do I help my mind and body to be healthy and then help others to do the same, um, really exploring it for the past 20 years of my career. That's, that's phenomenal. I mean, have you found that like, um, when you were going down, just, you know, just studying that you needed to really, obviously you're added this additional approach for your practice and for yourself, what kind of changed that for you that to try to change your chronic health issues and what, what did work? Obviously running is, is part of that equation, but, uh, what else have you done? So I think it's like looking at, well, it, in each of my different, I guess I was, um, I was, I did, I did turn my health around, you know, if you look from the outside looking in, I looked very healthy. Um, but then in my early thirties, I got diagnosed with, um, hypothyroid osteoporosis and a precancer stomach condition. And that's I think it's pretty profound. Those are not light diagnoses for no. someone that's been fairly healthy. Yeah. And so here's the thing. I, in all of my running career, in my infertility struggles, um, you know, I was, I was, I was eating right. I was, I would seek out, you know, everything from a counselor to help me to just manage my anxiety to asking my doctors what I could do, seeing nutritionists. And because I was a military spouse, I would change doctors. Each oh. duty station I went to, I had no continuity of care, and okay. I would start from scratch with each new provider. So what I learned is very quickly to have a voice in my healthcare. And I was asking each of my doctors if I could get a DEXA, just knowing as a physiologist. A DEXA scan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. DEXA like, scan. Oh, DEXA scan is for, if you want to explain that to individuals. Yeah. So knowing that I had some hormonal challenges as a female, I was a runner. Something that we really want to look at is bone health and bone density. And so I asked my doctor if they could measure how strong my bones are, which is a DEXA scan. But usually it's women in their 40s and 50s that are getting DEXA scans, not women in their 20s and 30s. And so with each doctor I went to, they said, no, you're, you're the picture perfect individual of health, your picture perfect health. And we healthcare system isn't going to pay for that kind of thing. We were of not going to it. But I finally did have one provider um, when I was 33 who I, I marched into the office. He was a brand new um, provider with my health history. And I said, this is why I think I need a DEXA scan. And he said, okay, I actually think you have a really valid point. And the next uh, visit I went in, he said, I'm so sorry. You have like full-blown osteoporosis. Wow. You know that did, are you in the process of um, reversing that? Are you working through that right now? Yes. yes. Okay, good, good. Cause I was going to say, I mean, have you seen a functional medicine provider? Yes, I have. Okay, good. Cause I was like myself and my, my colleagues, I'm like, I'm, I'm in the, uh, sort of getting board certified, but yeah, I was going to say, have you seen providers to help you? Good. Yeah. And um, I think that the, to answer your question, it's, it's being empowered and having a voice in your own healthcare. When you do get something like a diagnosis or you have symptoms doing some research on your own, but also like working with your provider and respecting what they have to say. If they know it's hard, I, I will straight up tell you before I didn't know, I didn't know. Yeah. 
you know, like I didn't know that there was ways to, to change some of the diagnoses that I learned about. So, and that's, I mean, to your point, I, my doctors told me they were traditional MDs, um, or nurse practitioners. And they were saying, you need to go on Fosamax. You need right, to go- Fosamax. That's it. They're like, Oh, that's it. That's all you're going to do. That's all so you got. Before I took with that medication, I put one pill into my body mm-hmm. and I said, you know what? I want to see what this medication does in my body. So I researched, I, I reached out I'm to God. I reached I'm glad out you to- read the pamphlet. Did you read the pamphlet? Yeah. Good. You looked at the mechanism of action. Absolutely. So I, I reached out to different, um, to pharmacists and I was looking online and I looked at the health outcomes for women who take this medication. And when I realized it was building just the outer shell of the bone, not the beautiful, not the inner uh, osteoclast matrix. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I realized like women in their thirties don't normally get this diagnosis. We don't even know how to treat this in women in their thirties very well. I'm going to have to really take charge of my health. So I changed the way I ate. I looked at my gut health. I right. changed nutrition to support bone health. Like awesome. you can eat food instead of take pills, right? Right, right. Of course. No, it, it's very true. hundred percent. Yeah. And I took a step back from marathon training. I looked at stress in my life, in my body. You're Gary, you're a fatigue overall. I mean, you, you're a high, a high achiever. So high achiever, you know, in a good way, in a good way, nothing negative, just you're, you worked hard. Yeah. And now I tend to work with a bunch of women who are kind of in that same bucket. They're so, um, they're type a about their fitness and their health. And when we get in our late thirties, forties, fifties, stress is stress. And we really need, whether it's exercise, life, work, travel, um, we need to reevaluate that and just have the right strategies to adjust our life accordingly. No, it, that's, it's so important. And it's so good that you're bringing this up because someone in watching this and listening needs to hear this, needs to understand you are a very healthy woman. And from what people picture, what health and what health is not, um, it's really that you've empowered your, your voice. You looked at what things are and you didn't just go, all right, let me just take this pill. And I, I think that's really, really important for people to understand as a provider myself, I have individuals that I know I will just give a pill to and that they will not go beyond that. And that's all that I'm going to, but then there's other individuals that I really want in most of my practice. I really would rather expand their consciousness and be like, this isn't the solution. This is just a symptom, uh, you know, possible bandaid. Right. And what did you go? So you worked on your gut health. Did you, um, did you do some strength training? Did you do what, what was your, some of the things obviously gut health is a big part, but what did you work on to get some of that, um, your matrix and the osteoclasts and, you know, that to get you to a better, are you, have you gotten a, um, your, a new DEXA scan? Yes. I have osteopenia now, which is, Yay. so I'm super excited to every year, make sure I get my DEXA okay. um, explaining to each new doctor that I have that it's important for me to monitor the success because I want to ensure that I shouldn't be looking at other solutions that my approach is continuing to reverse it without medication. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And then, um, are you doing very high dose vitamin D? Yes. So interesting. Um, I did look at a lot of different things in my life because just to put into perspective, if we don't have our gut health, we, we really, we need it. It's essential. And it's, I, I like, looking, I'm I was, obsessed with gut health and hormone. <laughs> I'm obsessed with gut health and metabolic yeah. health. I mean, my story was, I was living in California. I was eating, I counted it 
a variety of 27 different fruits and vegetables every single day. That's not normal. I mean, in general, before your osteoporosis. Yeah. So it just goes you're to show eating you. pretty healthy. Like what most people are lucky if I can get them to eat too. And so I did beautiful lean protein, um, you know, mostly organic and was so conscious about what I was putting into my body um, with enough appropriate amount of calories as well. And here I was my, if I didn't have the integrity of my gut, my body was not going to digest and absorb what I was putting into it. Right. It just, if it's, if you're, if it's broken, it's just, if it's like a bag, right. You know, I tell people like, if your bag is broken and there's a hole in it and you're trying to put something in it, it's just going to spill out. Like there's no work it, the work, you know, everything that all that hard work that you're just put 27 vegetables. Do you know how many individuals I can get to? You put all this work and time to, to eat better, but now you can't, nothing's absorbing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's gotta be frustrating for you. That must've been hard to see like, but in a good way now that you have a solution. So did you have a severe leaky gut and severe, um, dysbiosis? So, yeah, I I mean, in addition to just some genetic predispositions to not Mm -hmm. being able to really, um, absorb vitamin D. So, you know, I realized that I can't take a vitamin D pill. I need a liquid because my body doesn't absorb. Do you do the liposomal? Yes. Um, a, uh, okay. Liposomal is, um, lipid, you know, um, concentration surrounding, or you do an oil-based basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I'm just uh, for people that may not know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, now when I do have individuals that are working with me and they're looking to, you know, to take something like a multivitamin or a vitamin D, you know, just letting them know, like if it comes in a liquid, your body may be more likely to absorb it or looking at the, like the type of, um, the different vitamins that are in something like, you know, looking at your B- B12s and the methylated version of your Bs. For me, I some of these things were just so eye-opening to me working with a functional medicine provider in addition to my own, you know, research in sleep activity and nutrition as a as a published researcher. It was like, oh my gosh, whoa, this is I, I, it was just crazy eye-opening to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's pretty profound. I mean, like like I said, when I didn't, what I didn't know as a provider before, and when I slowly, so I initially was went in, you know, in the transformation, mindfulness and, and, um, physical therapy, like physical work, and then learning this functional medicine side. It's like, when you, when you learn about it, you go, oh my gosh, everybody has to understand this. Like, I'm like, okay, that's why I'm obsessed with getting people on and talk about different aspects of their life. Cause you're, this is what people need to talk about. They need to know you're now in osteopenia, which is the stage before osteoporosis, because you've used techniques to help yourself. Yes. And your question previously, yes, I do plyometrics and I help women to do things like jumping exercises. Yeah. Um, You know, if they're avoiding it, why are you avoiding it? And it's because maybe they might have some, some leakage or it's not comfortable. Well, then let's talk about your pelvic floor health. You know, these are things that are just women aren't, we're not getting the right care for it. And we don't have enough people talking about it. So when it comes to women and their fitness, looking at some, some easy, simple plyometrics, like jump in place, it doesn't have to be crazy complicated, but let's protect our bones. Let's lift enough weight to build muscles and prevent injuries. It's just important. That's really great. Are you big on, um, not a uh, part of this, but are you big on the trying to build a lot of the skeletal muscle? I've looked at a lot of the research recently on that. Yes. Yes. So I, love, yeah. I just started, I mean, I, you probably know more about it on than I am. I'm still, um, 
researching on that, but the increase of skeletal muscle and how it helps with osteoporosis and, and just overall longevity. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, my best advice there is women, when we're looking 35 and over really lifting weights in that eight to 10 rep range, we really do want to be lifting heavy enough. And there's a lot of misinformation out there that you can just do body weight exercises and you'll be okay. And especially if you want a long, healthy, active life, looking at that eight to 10 rep range where it's challenging for your muscles mm-hmm. is really going to help female hormonal skeletal bone health. That's yeah, that's, that's so important. How um, would you like to um, chat more about um, clients or kind of your journey now and where, how are you like what you're doing now and um, for, and for others? Yeah. So I, um, you know, I was a published researcher and I went into um, chronic disease, health coaching, intervention design, which is a lot of words, but basically I was working with um, in a company to help those in Medicare and Medicaid reverse and use nutrition and activity for things like um, diabetes and some of those chronic disease outcomes. But when I got my second diagnosis, my second major diagnosis, which was a precancerous condition of my stomach, um, I was told by my doctors, there was nothing I could do. And I looked again into both what did, what could I research in the literature or research online? Um, you know, what were different functional medicine practitioners saying? I worked with my own functional medicine practitioner and my traditional gastroenterologist. Okay. And really, I assembled my own approach to reverse it. And when I was able to do that in one year, I took a step back and I said, there, there's something to this. I'm, you know, peaking my performance as a runner and in going into my forties, I've reversed these chronic conditions that I was told there was nothing I could do about. And I'm seeing women out there running and over-exercising and burning out. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to have a different message that you can be your most fit, healthy, and resilient self into your thirties, forties, fifties, and beyond. And all of these things that we're told like, Oh, well, you're going to have, you're going to gain weight. Mm-hmm. You're going to have energy lulls. You're, um, you're just not going to have the performance that you used to like rewriting that story. Cause it is so very possible. It's so frustrating. I mean, I'm work in progress as I tell people, but the conversation of the one size fits all, it is just mind boggling frustrating, you know, cause we get the algorithms, we learn it. Like, you know, I've learned it and then trying to change my pattern of that's not how I want to practice. Um, yeah, it's so frustrating when they're like, oh, well, you're going to turn 30. It's going to be like this at 40. Women expect to be a little bit more tired at 50. It's all right. That's it. You pit menopause. And you're like, come on. That's not, should not be the story. And it needs to be discussed on other ways, you know? Yeah. And that's where, like, I think we, we see a lot of like group programs or generalized recommendations, but I think my biggest thing here is telling individuals, like, I'm going to tell you what the, what the science says, the best science-based approach that I know, but then we got to take a step back. We're going to keep it super simple for your life. And let's talk about what's realistic for your specific goals and your lifestyle, because if it's not realistic and something you can sustain, you're not going to see the results that you want. So it's like this, it's this blend of really finding what works best for you and then working it. That's so important. I I love that. I love what you're saying because it's, you know, you're taking 
very much so an integrative approach for, for health and you're taking it beyond just the physical components, you know, like you, you've used different areas, nutrition, your research, your um, mental health, your mindfulness, and it's what we need. You know, we need more, we need more people talking about it. Would you like to add um, a, you know, for the listeners uh, first, let me know, how can they reach you? So if they want to contact you and learn more about you, how can they reach you? So you can find information about my one-on-one coaching and my Badass Breakthrough Academy program. That's specifically for women over 35, um, an integrative holistic health, fitness, and especially for women who love running, um, helping them to be their most fit and resilient self going into their 40s, 50s, and beyond. Um, You can find that at breakingthroughwellness.com. I do additionally have a blog that has a variety of movement, nutrition, um, mindfulness, my kind of little bit of my journey, reversing my diagnoses and that's teamvalentineproject.com. So there's an abundance of information. That's and, awesome. Yeah. yeah. You might as well have a small YouTube channel eventually. I started one, but you know what, as a, as a woman who's you know, trying to manage family, I'm a coach. There's a lot of, Oh, it's so hard to do everything. So it's like, you know what, um, if anything to the other platform, I tell people is, um, Instagram live. Yes. Yes. As I am on Instagram and Facebook, it's, yeah, let's keep it simple, whatever, just to get your voice out there. And I'm glad, you know, you're on the show, so we can put you out more. Um, and I'd love for you to be on at some other point for maybe a webinar for, to teach, um, those individuals, um, again, more, you know, in, uh, the, uh, series of something, you know, so maybe a webinar topic of one of your many things that you teach that, uh, in your health area. So, um, and I like to just leave, as I say, a little mindful tip that you'd like to leave the audience. I think my, my best advice is to never forget that you always have the amazing superpower to rewrite your story at any point in time. That is very important. I think we forget that the story doesn't end, right? And um, sometimes feel like people feel like that's what I have. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You can pivot as many times as you want. You can recreate yourself as many times as you want. And so um, I do have my book, The Art of Breaking Through, which is like five simple steps and a mindfulness approach to like breaking through challenges. So if you do find that you're in this struggle and you're looking for the shortest self-help book ever, (laughs) it's available on Amazon. So it's a little resource. I love it. I can't wait for people to reach out. I'll put it the links in the um, show notes and I look forward to you being on again at some point. And thank you so much, Louise, for being with us. Thank you. Wishing all the best. And thank you guys for listening in. And like Louise says, you need to rewrite your story. It's not over yet. So thanks guys. And I hope that you have a wonderful day, whatever it is for you and make sure you find a mindful way each and every day. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at damarismaria.com. If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G, reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.